And a good Saturday morning to you. Happy New Year from all of us here at 830-WCCO. And Happy New Year to you, too, Andy Lindis. Happy New Year to you, Denny. Did you make it to midnight? <laughs> yeah, I made it to bed at midnight by about three hours. <laughs> yeah, when uh, when you get up early, um, and you know me, I'm such a party animal anyway. That uh, <laughs> how about you? Did you celebrate or did you kind of, were you kind of taking it easy? I took it easy as well. I did. I did. Yeah, you yes, pre- indeed, but. I do love uh, do love the new year. We did uh, did a bunch of grilling um, down at my uh, my parents' house, and uh, so we got to uh, eat a bunch of steaks. But uh, did not see midnight again. That's uh, I think three years in a row for me, Denny. Yeah, now I assume, and it's New Year's Day. I assume that uh, uh, your crews are kind of uh, having a little bit of a holiday themselves uh, today, but back back at it uh, Monday morning. Now, this weather has got to be just brutal as far as uh, any outdoor work for anybody, but certainly. And uh, what, what kind of caution do your crews uh, use when it's this frigid? Um, well, like if the, the temperatures that we're going to be experiencing the next few days here, and then, you know, when it gets this cold, we just don't work outside for the most part, Denny. Um, one, dangerous. Two, you break tools. You can break materials. It's just... Uh, Working outside when you don't have to, if you, unless it's absolutely necessary. Are there things you can do to work outside when it's 20 below? Yeah. There's things that you just have to get done. You just need to be safe. You need to have the right clothing on. You need to make sure you're wearing gloves. That's one of the biggest mistakes I see most of, uh, of the people working outside is, you know, everyone thinks it's going to be a, you know, a one or two minute job. And next thing you know, it turns into a half hour job and your hands are frozen. So it is, it is something that's a real worry that you have to look at and talk about. But we make a command decision that uh, when it's this cold out, Denny, we try not to work yeah. outside. And and we've been blessed the last few years where really we only get stretches of this for a short amount of time. So if it's just a couple of weeks where we got to be careful and not get much done, that's okay. I think Monday you got a little reprieve from the weatherman because it's going to be in the 20s, mid to upper 20s on Monday. Uh, Monday and Tuesday look 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 pretty good for getting some things done. But normally, I mean, whatever normal is, when when temperatures are you know average temperatures for the winter, and uh, nothing sub zero at all, what what kind of jobs can people rely on Lindis to do? I mean, siding. Can you still do siding, for example? Uh yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll uh, you know we just uh, completed a siding job at my neighbor's house, and well, it's one of the colder Decembers we've had on record in a while. And it looks fantastic. It looked it looks as good as it would be done when it was in June. So we can do that all year long. Uh, there are some things with touch-up paint and some caulking that we may have to come back and do in the spring on, on those types of projects. But we'll make the decision as we go. And with all winter projects that we do, whether it's siding, windows, or anything on the exterior of the home, it, being now that there's a lot of snow on the ground, every one of those projects, too, we have to then come back in the spring and do a walk-around because... It being now that there's a lot of snow on the ground, every one of those projects, too, we have to then come back in the spring and do a walk around because I don't care how many magnets you go around with, how good you are at cleaning, cleaning stuff up, nails and pieces of metal are going to get through that snowbank. You're not going to be able to see it, and it's not going to get picked up by a, by a magnet. We just have to go there in the spring and make sure, one, do a final check to make sure everything is done the way it was supposed to be in the wintertime, and two, just make sure all of our junk gets picked up. 
I uh, I know, as you know, during the, this time of year when we do get sub-zero temperatures, we get a lot of call- calls or uh, text messages about insulation. So if you have something like that, you want to ask Andy about that. Uh, here is, well, the same number, as a matter of fact. It's 651-461-9226. If you want to call and chat with Andy, great. Otherwise, just uh, send us a text. Same number, 651-461-9226. Uh, let's see. Here's one. Uh, it says, I live in a townhome and had a handyman take snow off my roof, put some uh, roof melt up there because he says there's an ice dam up there. I had a bad ice dam years ago that leaked into the bedroom where the problem is again. Now, what can I do? Lindis had replaced all my windows. They removed an ice dam for me several years after the one that leaked, and I've had them put more insulation in the attic. What else can I do? The texture says, "What do you think?" You know, um, sometimes the, the the way attics and and spaces are designed, especially in story and halves, there's just not an adequate adequate way to 100% rid yourself of the ice dams because of the way the way the way things are designed. You're going to inevitably have some heat loss, no matter how much you seal it up. And I wonder if um, when we when we looked at projects like that, a lot of times we'll 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 show people what it is to take out all of their insulation spray foam their attic and what that does for them but there are you know what 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 it does if we do this what it what happens if we just add some insulation what happens if we add some ventilation so there are some tiers that'll make things better but maybe not perfect and because it can get pretty expensive it doesn't take long sometimes denny for for an attic project to get to you know eight nine ten thousand dollars when you're talking about spray foam and sometimes that's just not in the cards for everyone to do so there are other things that you can do, but might be worth taking a look at on right now because of how cold the temperatures are. We might be able to see exactly where the heat's coming out. It might be something with how, how your house is ventilated or where things are going through your home. I, without a, looking at the exact project and why the ice dam's happening, I don't know. Having said that, there are some homes, Denny, where if you don't remove the snow because of how that house is designed, it's going to get an ice dam. It just... They're, 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 they're far and few between in my experience when, when it comes to using things like spray foam and, and getting the proper ventilation. If you do that, usually you can solve the problems. But every now and then, you get a house that is just going to have to take the snow off the roof when, when it gets bad. Yeah, unfortunately. All right, I'll tell you what, Andy, uh, we need to take a quick break. Uh, we'll invite our listeners to join in uh, on the conversation. If you have any kind of a home improvement show, it could be about insulation. Could be about decks if you're a positive thinker. Uh, 651-461-9226. Whatever your home improvement question is, we welcome yours here in the Home Improvement Show presented by Linda's Construction. Here again is the phone number. It's also the text number, 651-461-9226. It's still 10 below zero in the Twin Cities. We may get up to two below for a daytime high here in the metro. Stay with us on News Talk 830. This is WCCO. Good Saturday morning to you, and Happy New Year from all of us here at A3OWCCO and all of us from Lindis Construction. Andy Lindis helping you out this morning, answering any kind of a home improvement question you may have, either by phone or by text. And uh, the usual number to call or text, 651-461-9226, 651-461-9226. 
Uh, Andy, a, a texter wants to know uh, concerning a steel roof, can you, you, we get this for once in a while, can you still use leaf guard gutters if you have a steel roof? Yeah, in fact, it would be the only gutter system I would use on a steel roof. Uh, being that uh, waste, snow, and ice comes off those roofs and come off, you know, with some great force and um, all at once. It's not uncommon with uh, the metal roofing jobs that we've done, Danny, where snow slides. We try to design roofs in, in a way with the snow bars so it doesn't come down in, in precarious spots, but sometimes it can be so much snow it goes all the way back up to the eave. Now, think of all of that weight coming down to an ordinary open gutter. A lot of times we're going out and replacing gutters with leaf guard because they got ripped off the house. And what can be bad about that, if you if you have an open gutter, it's one thing to replace the open gutter. But I've had thousands of dollars of damage happen to rafter systems because the entire soffit got ripped off. Oh, wow. So, you know, turns a... Uh, a project that can be a few hundred dollars into a project that can be four or five, six thousand dollars, and that's the, something that not a lot of insurance companies pay for. It's not like storm damage. You, it's 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 a little bit harder to get an insurance company to deal with an ice dam than than it is uh, hail. Does uh, on the steel roof issue are, are people calling Lindis and saying, you know, that's what I want instead of uh, asphalt uh, shingles? I mean, is that still popular in some areas for some folks? Oh, for sure, for sure. And like those homes that I was talking about, uh, the story and a half homes, you know, these are the houses where you go upstairs and the rooms don't have a normal ceiling. There's an angled ceiling. Oh, yeah. What we call that, you know, it comes down to what we call a knee wall. It's called a knee wall. It's about the, you know, the height of a knee. And those types of homes lend themselves to making it very, very difficult to ventilate and insulate. So we use a, a hard foam on the top of the roof deck with a metal roofing, that way the, 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 it gets enough of a thermal break where the snow is going to come off that metal roofing before it has a chance to melt. That's been one of our, our best bets to handle ice dams on your, your typical story-and-a-half home. A lot of uh, houses we've done that way, similar in like the St. Louis Park area. Yeah, I remember I had a, uh, a story-and-a-half home several years ago and the, and the attic was not not finished and you do had to, not not maybe in the dead center but uh, like you said those knee walls how what's the word i'm looking for how capable is it easy to remodel uh that upper level of a story and a half home i mean you you you've got limited space there and uh, i think some folks even use those knee walls for storage but what about insulation mm-hmm. how do you insulate again uh, that that upper level of a story and a half. I know we have a lot of listeners with that kind of a home. Yeah, uh, typically, um, again, we, we've tried a lot of different things. We're going, we spray foam the three surfaces, add roof venting in the middle of the, like in, intake venting above the knee wall. So like the way those attics are designed, there's a little space, a little triangle space above the room that you need to vent. So you want your intake to come in before that. Well, GAF makes an excellent, system that you can put an intake in the middle of the roof so even when you add all of those things and you go through all of that expense i can't guarantee that house won't have ice dams so we've over the years have started to to recommend more and more that if you have a bad ice dam yes we can insulate this and, and help with your energy costs there's a lot of things we can do there and knowing that what are they saying propane is going to go up but 40 percent uh lp is going up 50, 60% in 2022. 
That's 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 a crazy amount. So it might not be just about the ice dams that you're doing here. There's a lot of things we can do in a story and a half home with attic insulation and ventilation that are going to help your energy costs. There's not a lot I can do in those types of homes that I can guarantee you won't have an ice dam. You know, maybe, you, again, we have a lot of newer listeners. If you're just joining us, we're in the midst of our home improvement show uh, brought to us by Lindus Construction, L-I-N-D-U-S. Andy Lindus answering your questions today as usual. Um, as, as far as... Um, Newer listeners go in in insulation. Uh, I tell you what, let's do. I've just lost my train of thought. I I, I think (laughs) what I I want to do is look. What I don't want to do is look at that forecast. But I know we must. Let's uh, let's take a bit of a break here, and we'll we'll gather our our forces here. But I do want to uh, mention to our listeners to uh, call in your home improvement question or text in whatever is easier. And there's just one number to keep in mind. That's six five one. Four six one nine two two six. We have about another half hour of the show to go, so if you have any questions about uh, uh, insulation, whatever the c- case may be, uh, or as I said, decks, uh, and that that's the question I wanted to ask you. We'll do that when we come back. Six five one four six one nine two two six. It's home improvement talk here on a, a brand new year, a brand new day here on News Talk eight three zero WCCO. Stay with us. Hey, good morning. Welcome back to our home improvements and show brought to us by Lindus Construction, L-I-N-D-U-S. Andy Lindus this morning on this New Year's Day answering your questions. If you have any kind of a home improvement question, uh, just bring it on either by phone or by text. It's just one number to remember, 651-461-9226. You can call in your question or send a text. Uh, here's one. We were talking about steel roofing and ice dams. And and it occurred to me that maybe, again, if we have a lot of newer homeowners, they know what icicles are, but what's an, maybe they've never experienced an ice dam. Can you kind of describe that for us over the radio? Yeah. Uh, real quickly, in a nutshell, it's, uh, it's usually due to heat loss in your house. It's getting up to the roof deck, causing the snow to melt. And that snow is going to melt until it gets to a point on the roof deck that that heat is no longer coming up. It refreezes. And over time, it refreezes to a point that it starts to trap all that water behind it. So, what you know, again, snow, it's cold, but it can insulate. It's not uncommon, Denny, and especially with all that heat that can keep coming up through the attic, where we get up on a roof and we step into slush. Literally, there's standing water. I have seen six inches of standing water behind an ice dam on a roof. And the way roofs are designed, they're designed to shed water. They're not designed to hold water. So anytime water is held on a, on a, especially any type of asphalt shingles, there's a lot of nails in there. It's not designed to hold water. It's designed to shed water. So what, the longer water sits in there, the more it has an opportunity to leak. And this is where we really start to run into problems. This is where we start to, you know, all, all of the attic insulation might need to be replaced if it gets wet. Or you get into mold issues or wood rot issues. And, you know, there's a, a variety of things that can happen from this when you don't address it. I was looking at uh, Linda's video uh, on uh, social media about uh, uh, one of your workers was uh, putting in foam in in an attic. What has yeah. to be done? I mean, uh, Linda's just doesn't come to your house and put foam in there. I mean, what what kind of procedure is that? Uh, do you guys follow B 
before you even uh, start doing? What, what do you look at? What do you test out? I know you climb in the attic. You have to look around. What, what do you guys look for, your workers look for, when the, when the homeowner wants to get that area foamed up? You know, we're going to look at the entire house as a whole. Well, first and foremost, we're going to see what the house is doing and why it's doing. Uh, you know, a lot of times when we, we get into our, ourselves into spray foam attics, Denny, we're, we're called out on windows and doors. And we go out there, and, and this is what people are feeling. They're feeling all the drafts coming from their windows and doors. And they're thinking it's their windows and doors that are a problem. But what people have to remember is if your attic's an issue and it's leaking a lot of air, all of that warm air is going up. So everything that leaves your house, it's going to want to make that up somewhere. So the more air that you got escaping into your attic, the more your house is going to try to pull from your windows and doors. And if you have windows and doors that leak even to a little bit, and that's going to be the path of least resistance for air to come in, people always think that that's what's happening. Or it's starting to pull the cold air down the attic wall as the pressure changes in the house. And all of a sudden, people feel this cold air coming out their walls and their, their outlets, and they think it's their, their windows, doors, or they get those silly outlet covers on, on there, and they don't address the issue at all. So this is why like adding insulation in an attic usually isn't an option. When we get there, we want to spray foam because of when we remove the, the insulation in the attic, Danny, the amount of holes in your roof, in your ceiling, from can lights, electrical dumps, plumbing, other little things that have gone through there, light fixtures, the amount of can lights that, that aren't rated to be in contact with insulation, they're actually contacting insulation attics, is, is, is staggering how much we run into this, Denny. This, the, there's things that are going on in attics that are very easily fixable, but usually if all you're going up in there is adding insulation over the top of your insulation, you don't even see them. That's the nice part about the spray foam. Everything gets vacuumed out of there. We're starting with a blank canvas. It gives us an opportunity to do the best work we possibly can. We're going to see things even the most advanced diagnostic tools don't find. We've been talking uh, not only ice dams, but we are mentioning about steel roofing. And uh, this listener said, does a steel roof prevent ice dams? Mm, No. Not necessarily, I suppose. Not necessarily. And, you know, there's some lower pitch roofs that even the steel roof isn't going to shed the snow fast enough where where it does melt. And, you know, um, we're not building a boat, as my father would say. Again, the roofing has to be able to shed the snow and ice. If something, if standing water has the opportunity to be on there outside of something solid, you're, you're really going to have issues if, if, if no matter what you do no matter what type of roofing you put on there if standing water is on your roof it can leak Six five one four six one nine two two six is the phone number it's also the text number for your home improvement questions for uh, andy lindis how do i schedule texter says a blower door test and maybe All we can explain what the heck Yep. We, yeah, um, what is that anyway? We know what it is, but uh, maybe for newer listeners, they don't know. Uh, you know, a blower door is a type of door that that we fit on your door. And then when we open it up, it has a fan that's going to change the pressure of the house. This time of year when it's 10 below, we usually don't need it to really figure out what's going on. But here's here's a, uh, a, a funny thing that we did with a blower door recently, Denny. Um, I shouldn't say funny, but it was eye-opening. 
you know, remember when we were at your house and we had the blower door running and all of a sudden the door would kick on and you hear that fan try to make up that pressure. It would just, just go, it would crank. Go, oh, yes. What, what I found was uh, on this particular house, there was such bad leaking around the windows. It would have been the equivalent of having, so imagine it's 10 below. It would have, there was a, the, the, the CFM, the reading we're using, cubic feet per, per the, the, the units that are moving around the house, the, how, how, how it measures the actual air. It would have been the equivalent of having two three-foot-wide double-hung windows halfway open. <laughs> Imagine how cold your home would have been had you had that. That's how much air this particular house was leaking. I mean, it, these, uh, the, the people that installed these windows and, and did some things on these doors, and it wasn't an old home, early 2000 home, um, they wouldn't be called craftsmen. Let's just put it that way. I mean, this was, and then, and again, it was builder grade stuff, so it wasn't the highest end materials. But even then, it was more of an installation error and in how they did it. There was nothing sealed. There was no silicone around anything. I mean, there was on one window, there was only two nails holding the whole thing on the house. It was, uh, it was bad. You know, speaking of windows and, and newer homes, I wanted to ask you, what, uh, what, what's the age of a home? Because you and I, we talk about construction grade, builder grade windows, which usually means a cheaper grade of window. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, what have you seen? Have you seen newer homes with bad windows? I mean, these in the last, uh, you know, two, three, five years or so? You know, uh, we don't get into a lot of houses that are only five years old. We we get into our fair share of homes that are in that 15 to 20-year range. That's where we're seeing a lot of, of exterior replacement-type contracting happening. You know, uh, siding, windows, decking, roofing, all you know, uh, kitchen countertops, cabinets, things of that nature. Those are all of the, the things that builders can sometimes cut corners on. Not necessarily cut corners on, but don't get the highest grade materials on to keep costs down. And those are you when you do that, that's usually what's going to fail. So we don't get in a lot of houses uh, that are in that five year range, but uh, early two thousand homes, we we remodel on a regular basis. How about that? All right, let's uh, let's get back to the phones, Andy. Joyce, I think, in Stillwater is the first caller up here. Joyce, Happy New Year. What's your question for Andy? Yes, um, Andy, I have a question. What's your opinion of putting a heat cable on my roof? I have a north side, and it doesn't melt, but um, it came down last year in such a chunk. And it's over my outside door. If I would have stepped out, I could have been killed by the big chunk of ice that was so big. Someone came along and shoveled it off. What's your opinion of a ice uh, a cable? You know, one of these ice yeah. cables. What do you think, Andy? Um, I use heat cables on a last resort basis. Um, so I have one on my home, Denny. Again, it's a, I have a, a breezeway on my house that has a 10-inch roof. Literally, the, the spacing on this, again, we're, we're, I live in an old four-square farm home that my family's had for my children are fourth generation in the house. And so I go back to my uncles <laughs> renovating it, my dad renovating this house, me renovating it. None of us have been smart enough to replace the ceiling 
that doesn't have enough insulation in it that leads to all of the snow melting off that roof and me getting ice on my deck. It's one of the reasons why when you leave my house, it's have a great day. I love you. Don't kill yourself on the deck. Is what we how we how we say how we say it. But I have an I I put a heat cable up there because that's the only way I'm going to make sure that the ice is managed in in a in a proper way. It was my last resort. It's not the only way. The other way would be you know three four thousand dollars of redoing that roof and putting spray foam up there. Which next time I have to put a roof on, that's what's going to happen. So long story short here, not to, not to go off on a tangent on on, on your question. I would use a heat tape if I had exhausted all of my other options and it came down to a dollars and cent thing. It was going to be way too much money to fix this the right way. So I'm going to use a heat tape to manage it. Okay. That's, that's when I use heat tapes. That's about the only, only time I ever use them. All right. Very good. Thanks, Joyce, uh, for the question. Let's uh, grab a call from Steve, who's calling in, I believe, from Prior Lake this morning. Steve, you're on CCO with Andy Lindis. Uh, good morning. Uh, a couple of years ago, a contractor sealed my attic. It's a home built in 1986. And I was wondering, uh, average single-family home, what does that usually cost? And what is the energy savings and overall uh, uh, good condition of your house if you do seal your attic that was not sealed when it was built? What do you mean by seal? Uh, apparently, when it was built, uh, there was some insulation missing, like the, the uh, access door in the ceiling. And uh, also, um, I think there's a new code for attics to be um, properly done, which mine wasn't in 86. So um, basically, they sealed it uh, up the code. Okay, um, if you're talking about attic air sealing, um, which I, I believe you are, and that's when you go up and and for the most part, Denny, what what, what that what what people, selling, um, which I, I believe you are, and that's when you go up and and for the most part, Denny, what what, what that what what people do with attic air sealing, they're going to spray foam the the the, the rim or the top plate. And then they're going to spray foam any of the perforations. They're going to dig through the insulation, spray foam any of the perforations, make sure the can lights are the right way. They're going to seal the attic access off, which that's a good thing to do. It's one of the, the worst places that leaks air. And then, and then fluff the insulation up over the top. Out of all of the things you can do to your home, it's probably the best thing you can probably do for bang for your dollar. Now, putting dollars and cents to it and telling you how much money you're going to save um, is really hard. Every home is going to be different. In fact, there's like contractors get in trouble all the time trying to promise this stuff. If you do any of the research on some of the window companies out there that promise 50% savings or solar companies have promising things, they get in trouble with the government because it's really hard to live up to those promises because again, everybody's energy consumption is different and everybody's homes are a little bit different. You know, it's, it's just the way it is. Having said that, it's not uncommon for my customers to see 20 to 40% savings on their energy costs with a properly attic seal job, air sealing, where we spray foam and then bring the insulation up to an R60 and add the proper ventilation. It's very easy to cut down on your energy costs. And there's nothing I can do to a home that's going to have a better return on your dollar than that. Literally nothing. All right. 
All right, they're signaling me, Andy. We need to take a break here. We have some uh, text messages to field when we come back. We'll do that very thing. Ten below zero in the Twin Cities. We may see two below for a daytime high today. Stay warm. We'll be right back here on News Talk 830 WCCO. Hey, good morning. Welcome back to our Home Improvement Show. Presented every Saturday in the 9 o'clock hour, thanks to our friends at Lindus Construction, L-I-N-D-U-S. You want to get in touch with those good folks? 1-800-LEAF-GUARD, always the easiest number to remember. Andy Lindus answering your uh, questions, your home improvement questions uh, this morning. Andy, we have a few minutes to go here, and we have some uh, listeners who do have some text questions. Here's one of them. It says, can you build a four-season room under your deck without removing the deck, or is it more economical to remove the deck and build where the deck currently is? I hope that makes sense. (laughs) Happy New Year to you, too. (laughs) What what do you think? Uh, You know, um, is it feasible? Yes. Um, The other part of that question, whether what is going to be more economical, is something that we would figure out during the planning process. That's, That's the nice part about meeting with my team, Denny, one, it's free. Two, all the ideas we give you are, are yours to keep, and you're going to get a very detailed plan, but we're going to walk you through that. Nothing is high pressure. We're going to walk you through, figure out exactly what's going on, and when you can put numbers to that and go through the pros and cons, that's going to help you make the best decision that you possibly can there. In my head, it, what I'm envisioning, it sounds like a very doable thing, and more than likely we can, you can build something underneath the deck the hardest part about that's going to be is how the rainwater is managed. So uh, the above deck and how we get rid of that water, because every underdecking system out there, put it this way, Denny, we've tried eight, nine of them, and we've never guaranteed them not to leak. Hmm. Like I, we won't install them without big, bold letters across the top of the contract where everyone signs off on it that these underdeck systems are going to leak because people don't maintain them. Things get in there. Water gets, again, it's meant to shed water. So as soon as there's any tree debris in there or somebody drops something through the deck or the normal dirt and grind that gets in there and starts to slow that water down and the water builds up, again, it's not designed to hold water. It's designed to get rid of the water. So as soon as water gets held in there, then they start to leak. And if you have a lot of finishings down below that that can't come into contact with water, it can get people really upset. So that's the hardest part on trying to make that an actual livable four-season space is what to do with the water. But there's some options there that um, that we can go through. They're not cheap, but uh, there's some things that you can do to that deck to make it a livable space. So there are some disclaimers involved in uh, in these particular situations. But, you know, yeah. let the buyer beware, yeah. I guess, is, is, uh, is the case, as usual. Hey, we can always put a three-season porch above it on the deck. Then they don't have to worry about anything. Now you're talking. Much better. Uh, Here's a question you get from from time to time. We do, too, here at CCO, and I'll just read it the way it is. We are putting on a new roof next spring and need new gutters also. What's the difference between leaf guard gutters and the others? Like we said, I... (laughs) I call them, I can say this, you won't, but I can I can say they're kind of wannabes, leaf card. How would you, uh, and you've had to answer this question, as I said, often. How do you answer this? Well, um, 
Usually I, I don't have to because I get in these questions because people ask me about LeafGuard. Once I show them everything about LeafGuard, it's pretty obvious on, on why it's different. It is the only one-piece seamless system out there. Uh, and if you really start to look at the history of leaf protection on gutters, every other thing was designed around the LeafGuard patent. If you could make it just like LeafGuard, you would because it's about perfect. And, it, and when you look at the costs for what – most people charge to put something over the top of your existing gutters. I'm replacing your entire system, including the downspouts. So I always encourage people, get on multiple estimates. Look at every one of them out there. I mean, there's there's tons of them. Leaf-proof, leaf-filter, leaf-away, leaf-alone, leaf gutter helmet, gutter topper, gutter shutter. There's, there's, there's there, the leaf, that company that advertises on TV all the time, it's a filter. Benny, do you have a filter in your house that you don't have to replace or clean? <laughs> No, I get no. a kick out of watching those things. I can yeah. just see the collection. Yeah. Yeah. So, so get estimates by everybody, and and here's what what you're going to find with us. We're going to come out, and we're going to talk about LeafGuard, because we don't have to talk poorly about anybody else in order to, in order to sell our product. Because the when people see us, and, and people are smart, our consumers are, are smarter than they they've ever been. So it's not hard to be able to show them the pros on it and let them make their own decision. This is why, you know, what do we have, 125,000 customers now in the Twin Cities? Well, I'm one of them, and I think it was, well, it's got maybe Andy, is it over 20 years ago I had Lindis uh, put the LeafGuard gutters on my house at different occasions. I mean, I didn't do it all at once, as I've mentioned in the past, but it's got to be 20 years or close to it, wouldn't you think? You know what? I think we looked it up. It was like 95 or 96, I want to say, Denny. Oh, it's well we over 20 years. My goodness. Yeah. T- time does fly. You know, as a matter of fact, it does fly. We are just about out of time, Andy. Uh, and here we are in a brand new year. If folks uh, want uh, Linda's to come out, maybe start planning on uh, a 2022 new deck, maybe, or maybe a new roof, whatever. Uh, now is the time to do it, right, during this cold winter. Yes, and and again, we're holding our pricing right now. I can't guarantee that it's going to going to last. And we actually have seventy five percent off labor in the month of January. We worked with our manufacturers, and we're we're going to hold this. I don't know how long it's going to last from that point on. But forget about the discounts and the pricing. We want to meet with some of the smartest people in the industry that are going to walk you through the details of your home, why it's doing what it's doing, and give you a detailed plan that's going to let you make the best decisions on your home improvements going forward. Call us. It's a free service. We're going to do a heat map analysis. We're going to look at your house as a whole, talk to you about any of your home improvement needs, and, and let, let it go from there. No pressure, no obligation, and, and, and I'm telling you, you're going to enjoy meeting my people. They're just yeah. fun people to be around, and they're as good as it gets at their job. Absolutely nice people as well. Andy, Happy New Year. Thanks for the help, and we'll talk to you next week. Sounds great, Denny. Thank you. Happy New Year. Andy Lindis. Happy New Year. Andy Lindis from Lindis Construction. Get those Lana Garden questions ready 